And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Tuesday, March 28th. I am so excited because we have a first here on the Jill on Money Show. We have a listener who will be joining us from far, far, far away. It's so exciting. And so we're going to get to that in a second. I want to remind you, if you live near or far, we'll take you. If you live on the Lower East Side of New York City, or if you live Midtown, that's okay. You can get on the show. But if you live far away, we're always sort of intrigued by that. So if you've got a financial question and you'd like to join us, all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. Check the little box to let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. And then Mark does everything else. Mark, you were attracted to this because of where this person is from, correct? A part of the world, which I very much enjoyed visiting. We need some callers. We need a caller from Italy. We need a caller from Paris. We've gotten people who want to move to Paris, but we actually need a Parisian on the air. Yeah, I know. We have had a lot of Emily's in Paris or who want to be Emily's. And uh, Mark and I, yes, we know the show is ridiculous and we love it. So please don't send us hate mail about that. Okay. So uh, if you would like to um, join us for our live webinar, Jill on Money Live, you still have a couple of days before Ed Slot, and he will be on live with us for this one hour quarterly live webinar. Again, it's 35 bucks, okay, for the whole year. It's not a big investment. And Mark, what about everyone who said, oh, you're pricing it too low? How are we oversubscribed? We have a good pace going. I, I like the number. I think come year end, we're going to be very, very happy where we are. And, uh, you know, next year we will jack the price. All right. We're going to jack everybody. I love that. We're going to be like Apple TV Plus. All of a sudden, all of my Apple subscriptions have ballooned up. Someone's got to take care of this for me. I don't know what's happened. I've lost control. Um, okay. So let's do this. Let's talk to our listener. It is Graham, who is on the line from Australia. I love it, Graham. And Graham, what time is it exactly right now as we speak to you? It is 23 past one in the morning. Do you normally stay up this late? Tell me the truth. No, I'm a, I'm a morning person, not an evening person at all. My wife is absolutely floored that I'm still up. 
I can't believe you are either. And I feel like we should have done something different, Mark. Why didn't you try to get him on at a better time? Why does he have to do it at one o'clock in the morning? I blame you, Mark. Graham was very willing to accommodate us. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> oh my God. We're going to send, send him something. But you're not Australian. I, re- I do not hear anything in your voice. Are you an American citizen? I'm an American citizen. Yes. Originally born in Canada. Oh, you're a Canadian turned U.S. citizen turned now Aussie for a bit. That's right. Okay. Fair dinkum. I just wanted to say that because to show you that I have a little street cred. Okay. Um, okay. So Graham, what is going on? How long have you been in Australia? Well, first I got to say, Mark and Jill, this is a privilege. I mean, it's really, really good that it's come around. Um, maybe the furthest away somebody has actually landed on your show, but I'm sure I'm not the furthest away podcast listener for sure. So um, thanks for taking the call. Um, look, we've been here for a few years now uh, on a short-term assignment that uh, just like in high school, I could never seem to finish my assignments on time. So they <laughs> kept extending and extending and uh, ended up with a permanent position here with a company that's uh, an affiliate of a U.S. company, or actually it's the U.S. company was an affiliate of the Australian company. So as a result, I still have, I've contributed quite a bit to my 401k up in the U.S., um, probably uh, just over 600k despite the recent turndowns. Um, and I'm probably retiring in the next little while and we'll probably stay here and live off some cash that we've built up here. We've also got retirement accounts here, as you can imagine. And I'm trying to think, okay, well, if we're going to be on cash for the next few years, um, is now the right time to try to do something with that pre-tax money? And, and to be honest, I'm a little concerned about how to get that done from over here, but that's a different question. But I guess, uh, I guess I just wanted to get some suggestions on how to do that from over here. If you had any ideas and, oh, yeah. and see where uh, we go. Graham, how old are you? I'm 62. How old is your spouse? Cause I mentioned, I heard, I heard a wife yep. mentioned yep. there. Also 62. And is she working or is she living large in Australia? <laughs> Since we've been in Australia, she's been living large. Okay, good. You said you were also part of the Australian retirement system. Is that right? Yeah, that that will. There's a sort of a joint system. They, there's a good treaty between Australia and and the U.S. So I will be collecting a pension either from Australia or from the U.S. I'm not exactly sure how they work all that out. That's that's another thing on my bucket list of things to to research. But uh, yeah, it's not on your bucket list. It's just your to do list. Your bucket <laughs> list is like I got to ski in Tasmania <laughs> and I got to go to New Zealand, both islands. Okay, how much how much do we think that's going to be approximately? To be honest, I have no idea. The best guess I could probably come up with is about thirty five hundred a month. Does that would that replace Social Security, or will you also be entitled to Social Security? Sorry, no that that would be the Social Security. It would got it. it would either be here or it would okay. be there. I got gotcha. you. Different, yep, different I got ways it. things do. Is there any other money? You said you meant you had some other money in in um, U.S. retire yep. um, non retirement necessarily, but like any other? Where, where where are the accounts? How much are we talking about? Just over six hundred k in the U.S. is about sixty mm-hmm. in a Roth. The rest of it's in a four hundred one k. I have probably about an equivalent amount here in Australia. Erica has some stuff in a RRA that was rolled over when she left. But not not as much there. She's got about a hundred in that, and fifty six in a Roth, and she has about two hundred and fifty five sitting in an account here. 
that she was. When you say sitting in, is that a cash account? No, that's that's also. I'm going to call it a 401k, a a pension system over here, if you will. Okay. And then, fortunately, we have about uh, about 300. Not not about. We have 300. This will not all be U.S. dollars. They're just call them dollars at this point. We call them. We you know what we call them in my family? Little dollars. (laughs) They're little dollars. (laughs) So there's about the big ones. There's about 400 in the Canadian system as well. Um, okay. That's all retirement stuff. Non-retirement, we have about 180 in a brokerage in the U.S., 90 in a brokerage over here, about 35 in cash, uh, and about 80 in cash over here. Pension-wise, I will get a pension. I know how you love to hear people tell you they're going to get a pension. It isn't yes. going to be much, though. Between the two of us, it'll be about two grand a month. Um, but that, but wait a second. When you so that's two grand in a pension. When when would that fire up? At what age? Anytime we want. We're both like fully vested. It's okay. You know, it just adds to our taxable income. So mm-hmm. we haven't pulled the trigger on that yet. We're going to start pulling the trigger on that probably this year, just because it is. They're both um, the survivorship uh, mm-hmm. type things. So I think mine. Mm-hmm. Mine gets her 60% and hers gets me 100%. Okay, so that two grand a month pension and then on top of that would be 3500 a month in some sort of retirement system, Social Security, Australian retirement system yes. payment. And what age would that kick in? 67? Uh, 70 is the magic number in Australia. Um, okay. And then you know the magic numbers in, yep. in the US. Yeah, so 70 is good. So, yep. and how much do you earn right now, Graham? Right now, uh, I went part-time, so I'm not earning as much as I used to, um, but right mm-hmm. now about 160 k What do you need to live on there? Are, did, did you buy something or are uh, you renting? No, we've been renting because it was always short-term. I don't mind saying the housing market in Australia is a completely different beast. The housing is, you know, you're talking two, three million to, to live in something yeah. that you would normally think. I, I was in Colorado before and, and it wasn't, you know, same, same kind of house. Colorado would be seven or 800. So it's, it's a completely different beast. We've been renting. We've been following that sort of 5% rule. And it just doesn't make sense to, doesn't make sense to purchase when our rent is well less than 5% of what we would be buying. Yeah. So how much do you guys need to live on in Australia? So let's, let's, so you're 62 and then you're going part-time and then are you going to work this year and then you're going to be done? Is that the game plan? Um, it, as soon as I can break into the consultancy market, I'm going to be done. <laughs> okay. So, so hundred grand, grand is probably what we, we need to live over here. Um, okay. I think, I think a similar number over there would probably be around 80. Um, mm-hmm. Just just mm-hmm. looking at cost of living differences. Of course, these days it's really hard to do that because inflation is yeah. <laughs> all over the map. And <laughs> so, but Graham, just out of curiosity, you said consulting. So you're going to wind down from where your current job, and then after that, you'll start consulting. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably just you know I've got some specialist skills, and I think I could keep my mind active. I think I'd want to do that. How much should we? How much should we bank on you being able to? Uh, generate from consulting and be be yeah. conservative don't do like best case let's do like your middle or worst case uh, look i i don't really want to be more than about 80k a year um mm-hmm. i think that would let's be say too 50 much. yeah how 50? about we say 50 yeah. okay yeah. so if you could make 50 you then turn on the two thousand dollar a month pension right mm-hmm. so now we're getting close and as you said, you've got some cash. You can live on that. And then how long 
How long do you think you'll stay there? I mean, do you feel like you guys want to stay in Australia for a while? What, what What's your guess? Uh, I think prob- I wouldn't be surprised if we'd be here till age 70. Um, oh, awesome. And then we'd, we'd move back. Of course, we might fall in love with the place before. Not that we don't, you know, we like all the places we've lived, but we don't know what's going to happen. I've always said uh, financially, I've always had a long-term vision. But the sort of where what I'm going to do is really a three-year plan. I don't think I've ever really thought much beyond three to five years, which is probably how we landed in Australia in the first place. I mean, I think it's awesome. Uh, you you seem to have a large chunk of money, but you have large chunks rather in many different places, right? So are you managing this all yourselves? To some extent, yes, Jill. Um, one of the big challenges, and you would know this, is that uh, it's hard to buy financial products in Australia from somebody over there, and it's hard to buy mm-hmm. U.S. products from somebody over here. Um, financial mm-hmm. planners, much the regulations are similar here to over there. That you know, you're you're licensed or you're certified or you have the right to do business in a particular state or a particular country. Um, to talk to the big guys who would really be able to give you advice across the map, usually they're looking at people who have net worth, you know, with an extra zero over what I have. So, or, mm-hmm. or they charge an arm and a leg, and uh, I'm I'm a bit frugal with my money. Um, I consider myself to be financially smart, but I can't express to my clients that hey, you should really come to me for advice when you need it. I can't at the same time not go to some people and ask them for advice when I need it. So to some extent, that was that was uh, why I started listening to your podcast and uh, why I've reached out to you at this point. So um, I'm just going to ask you, you know, in general, if you feel like you are financially sound, do you feel comfortable with where you are right now? Because I'm going to give you my opinion, but I, I'm just wondering how you're feeling. I think it's one of those that I'll, I don't think I'll ever feel really comfortable, but I'm not worried, right? Um, you know, the market's taking a turn. I know that if I wait that out, things will come back. And I think if Eric and I had to, you know, we'd, we'd live on whatever we could live, whatever we would have to live on. So, uh, well, also you're willing to work. I mean, so yeah. I, you're 62 and you're saying I'll work for eight more years. So I'm going to just say, Graham, you're in great shape. You got a lot of money, even if they were little dollars and big dollars. I mean, I think the you're not in any sort of danger at all, at all. You're in fact in amazing shape, right? Because you just drill down on all the different things. And, and I started like, scrawling, scrawling and all, you know, in my notes, I'm like, wait, there's 255 here, but then there's 400 here. And then there's 180 here, but like, there's a lot of money here. Right. You can imagine the spreadsheet. I used to try and keep track of it. It's a lot. I mean, that's why I was asking whether you're doing it yourselves or someone else is taking care of this for you. I mean, what I think would be helpful for you is that when you actually step down from this current job, that you try to consolidate all of your accounts in one place to make it easier for you to manage it. That's number one. So it seems to me you've got three buckets and you're going to have to do it, you know, country by country. But I, what I would say is it would be very helpful if you could have one organization per country to do this. Because where is the Australian money? Like, is it in investment account? Like, where are? Where is that? They they uh, they run the the sort of they call it the super accounts. Uh, so the four hundred one k type accounts. Um, usually, that is pulled together with your company. Um, and then if you change companies, you can move it on. So it's not very different from how your four hundred one k might start with principal, and then if you 
when Erica left her company and, and ceased employment, she rolled it over into our American funds as a as an IRA there. Um, mm-hmm. So to some extent, they are very much with with uh, not quite one company. I've got my stuff in one company principal, um, which you know I would like to to try to do something with. And that's, that's part of the reason for the call. Um, Mm -hmm. And we've got all of our other stuff in American funds and we're sort of self-managing that since we left, we had an advisor over there, but since we've been over here for as long as we have, we've sort of canceled that uh, relationship. It was a a pay for advice relationship rather than a a percentage of the fund kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And over here we have a financial planner who, who works for us on a, you know, per, not a per diem, but a, uh, a percentage of the portfolio. It's good that it's huh. down around point eight. It's around point eight percent, so that's not too too bad. Well, Graham, would that person ever work for you hourly or like on a fee based model so that they could really see? The only reason you you could maybe have them look at everything if you had a fee based. I'm just wondering if that's a possibility. I, I'll not. have to talk to her about it, but I think I think I. I think there was that option when we first got, when the relation first started up. I just think like you have, you're going to have a lot of income. I mean, if you're, okay, if you make, if you say, okay, my needs ate a hundred grand a year, right? If you're going to consult now for, let's just say five years or so, okay? And you can make 50 grand and you're going to have the 24 grand in the pension. You're three quarters of the way there, okay? And then you're going to use some cash. Like you said, you've got a bunch of cash that's that you can use. I'll tell you what I would actually be thinking about is, so you've got 180 in a US brokerage, right? And then you said you also have, was it 90 in an Australian brokerage? Correct, yep. So the idea is that we would want you to use the Australian assets while you're there, right? I wouldn't start futzing around and trying to move money. You have 90 grand in the Australian brokerage and 80 grand in cash, the Australian cash. If you use that to kind of fill in the gaps a little bit, that would be great. And then then you're going to have, let's say, for maybe you need 30 grand a year, 40 grand a year. You must, your taxes must be a hell of a mess. Um, <laughs> I just well, thinking about that. There's good tax I mean, treaties as well, which is, which is good. Yeah. So what I think has to happen right now for you as you prepare for this period is that you should continue to stockpile cash. How much are you putting into retirement right now? 25.5 is the limit this year. Um, mm-hmm. last year was 24, I think. Um, but so I max out so every year. Should you be doing that? I mean, do you need to, I mean, at this point, why do it? Why not just build, like pay the taxes and, and build up your cash position? Would that be um, okay? You, you could part of the, part of the salary package over here in Australia. And I don't, I'd have to find out whether it's how the regulations work, but when, when you actually work over here, your salary package is automatic. There's a certain amount of your salary that goes into super. You can oh, top right, that they, up. It's compuls- right. It's compulsory. Correct. So, okay. So, I mean, I could so only I would, drop it down by five or six a year. That's fine. But but when you go in and you're a consultant, do you still pay into the system or not? Yep. Yep. And it's the same thing? Correct. A portion of that is compulsory, Correct. right? Yep. Okay. So, I think that big picture, you have tons of money. You're going to be fine. Okay. You're going to have lots of income also. Um, when you think about like where you are at age 70, you'll have $5,500 a month coming in, right? In general. And then you'll just supplement that with the other money that you have saved up. 
and you don't need that much more. You probably need another five grand a month. Maybe I'm only saying five grand just to, you know, cause I think you're in a weird tax situation. Yeah, And, and who knows who's going to pay what? I mean, who knows what exactly. we're going to do once we're 70. Exactly right. And so wh- I think the big issue is going to be where you land at age 70, right? Because then you're in this funny place. Do you have a place to go back to in the United States or Canada? No, not no, not specifically, no. So your total net worth, if you had to ballpark it right now, looks like one, I'm just going to say there's a million, looks to me like like one six. Is that about right? Let's say that we burn up like, I don't know, a couple hundred in the next few years, just, you know, topping off your needs. By the time you are 64, 65, you're probably going to still have that one six. I mean, I don't see there being a problem here. I really don't. I think the biggest problem that you have is that this stuff is scattered all over the place. And as a result, I think that it makes the management awfully hard. But besides that, I mean, when I look at how much money you're going to have and the fact that you continue to work, I mean, you don't really, there's not going to be a huge need for you to dip in a lot while you're working. If you're making 50, 60 grand a year and you have your pension, that means until you're 70, you're only dipping in like not that much, 25 grand a year, 30 grand a year. You do that for the next eight years You've spent 250 grand of your cash, maybe. And I think you're probably underestimating what you will make, but that's okay. So, which means that you probably are at age 70, still at $1.6 million, worst case. I mean, it really, the world would have to go to blank for you to have less than 1617 at that point. You probably have closer to 2 million, is my guess. I think my biggest concern is, is over the next few years, when, you know, when my income is becoming low enough that I've got some ceiling that I can work with before the tax rate change. I can't help yeah. but wonder if that isn't the time to try to pay the taxes that I've got to pay at some point. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, I would like, I would like you, if you're thinking about this, I mean, again, I don't know what the tax rates are as like an expat U.S. citizen who has probably his dual citizenship, right? You have Canadian and U.S. citizenship. So I don't know what the tax hit would be, but if you could get money out while, if this is a lower tax bracket time for you in Australia, then sure, take the money out of the retirement system and don't use the cash. But it would have to be, I think, you would be looking at pulling the money out of the Australian assets while you're in Australia I'm not sure it makes sense in the U.S. or not. I really don't. I'm, I mean, it just feels like you're paying. Do you have a great accountant? No. Well, you I don't. think I'm a good guy, but I'm not a great accountant. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so you're doing this yourself. I mean, the, ta- is the taxes over here in, in, the, in, in Australia are very, very simple. I mean, the online portal that you use, you know, you, you, for a guy like me, you, you get in there and you, your taxes are pretty much done within an hour. The U.S. is a completely- And how do you do the U.S.? Well, I have to get somebody, I get somebody over here from H&R Block who does expat taxes. And oh. because of the way the tax treaties work, as long as I don't owe more tax in the U.S. than I owe over here, the tax is pretty much wiped out. It's, it's, I don't know exactly how they do that, but essentially, as long as I'm paying enough tax in Australia, I don't pay any tax in the U.S. So you haven't paid U.S. taxes in, in a while a long, is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, not since we got here. 
Okay, then in that case, I think you're right. Then you could potentially pull money out of retirement assets. Although I still think you're probably going to want to pull out of the you're going to have to be careful because I have, I feel like if we start pulling money, let's say out of your wife's rollover 401k, for example, right? Or IRA, you start pulling money out of that. You have to be careful because then you are triggering US taxes, which could push you into a different tax bracket while you're making less in Canada. But you know what the, the brackets are, which is, you know, essentially, I think you're, um, you said you make 160 grand now. So, you know, you're, you're in the 22% tax bracket. If that amount goes down to say a hundred grand a year, 120 grand a year, then, you know, you could pull some money out of your pre-tax retirement accounts in the U S have them withhold taxes. I will tell you that just to be careful. I would be like, at least just have them hold 10% or something. And let's see where you land, because this could be a tiny bit of a nightmare if we don't keep track of that part of it. But I think you're right. If we could take some of the money out a little bit at a time, but you don't want to leave yourself like you're age 68 and you've got hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in Australian dollars in their system when you're about to move back to the No, US. yeah. And nothing says I have to, I mean, I would, I would hope I wouldn't have to take them out into cash, I would hope that I no. would, you know, simply take them out of there and put them in the brokerage account there. Exactly right. right. And, and, you know, exactly leave it over right. there. But, yep. but just, you know, uh, what, what seems to be eating at me these days is, is, you know, okay, if I want to keep at that 22% and look, it'd be great that if the U.S. tax system doesn't get a huge, massive overhaul and it's 22% when I'm 70 as well. Um, but I, I'm expecting that tax rate to go up and I'm saying, Hey, you know, at some point you got to pay taxes. So pay them when you can afford it. And when tax yeah. rates are low, lowish. Yeah. You know. I will say, I will say this, Graham, if you had to pop up into the 24% bracket and start paying the tax that's due at 24, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I really wouldn't. I think you're in really good shape. I think this is more of a management issue and I'd love it if you could have a, you could have somebody who really helps hold your hand through this next you know, few years in this process, and then also have somebody that you feel comfortable with helping you manage the tax liability. It's a narrow um, focus, I know, but I think that you, know, you have the same question that so many other people have, which is I'm sort of on a glide path to get to 70, right? You've had a high-powered career. You've worked really hard. You're now part-time. Then you go to consulting. Then you wind down your consulting. So again, if you made like 80 grand this year or next year, and then it goes down to 50 for a few years, you're in great shape. You have plenty of assets. I think the biggest issue is just the management of this and making sure that your tax liability is managed in a way that can help you take advantage of you know all three countries, which is sort of silly, but it's kind of it is kind of where you are. So it's an amazing story. Do you guys have all your estate documents done? Which is unbelievable that I'm asking that <laughs> no, question. Sorry. Knew, I kind of knew you would. We actually have three sets of estate documents. Good Lord. <laughs> well, we don't have the medical power of attorney in the US anymore. We don't have the medical power of attorney in Canada anymore. But we do have our will set up there. And we have the medical power of attorney and the other powers of attorney set up over here. We, As, as with anything, in the next, you know, once we are making this life change, we need to go and open up those documents. We tend to look at them once every 10 years or so. And uh, Do you guys have kids? No, 
Wow. <laughs> just never, you know, I, I tell my friends, I said, I, I obviously never figured out how. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been, That's amazing. it's been a blessing to, you know, we've, we've been, you know, we, we never worried about it. We have a really healthy relationship and, uh, you know, if, if kids were to have happened, kids were to have happened. The fact that they didn't, you know, we're going to live life that way and not look back. Real quick, one last thing. You didn't ask about insurance, sure. but I'm pretty sure we're good with insurance. We've got uh, about... Yes, you are, because you have all this well, money Well, and we've got terms that are going to disappear this year or next year. Um, so we're thinking of mm-hmm. just letting those lapse. Yeah. We've got a VUL that probably one of the bigger mistakes I made, but it's not that big. It's 150K and it's got a surrender value of about 42. So costing us 165 a month. Still not sure whether I should just hang on to that or whether I should just kill no, it. No, get yeah. rid of that. But don't, but don't die the next day because then you'll be mad. Your wife will be mad at me. And then we also have a disability plan, but that, that we're, we're going to let go. That I'm, I'm pretty sure we should be letting go. Yeah. Term will be let expire. Get rid of the variable universal life, which was probably a good decision with tax rates were much higher a long time ago and things change. So it's okay. Yeah. You don't need that now. You don't. And disability, I, I don't, I mean, you're really going to be able to self-insure. Yeah, I think so. So if something were to happen to you, then- it would suck, but uh, you'd be okay. Graham, we cannot thank you enough for joining us today. It has been a delight. And thank you for staying up so late. So thank you and your wife. We really appreciate it. If you are like Graham and his wife, and you're looking for sort of like an off-ramp to a full-time gig, and I think I'd love to hear more and more people do this because I think it's a wonderful way to think about your own retirement, which is to kind of scale back over the course of some years, have your game plan ready. And then by the time you're 70 and you're maxing out your social security and you've got your money saved, you are ready to do something really different. If that's something that is interesting to you, I know it's really interesting to me, um, then I encourage you to get in touch with us. You could be 30 years old and think about that, by the way. Go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button and let us know if you would be willing to come on the air While you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter, buy my book, The Great Money Reset, and open your wallets and subscribe to our new service, Jill on Money Live. Now, Graham, the good news for you is, uh, what time do we start for the webinars, Mark? 7 p.m.? 7 p.m. Eastern, which I think is, hold on, would that be like 9 in the morning? Yeah, it'll be a little... It'll be a little later than that once you guys go to daylight 15. savings. It would be, so. Right. We're at, so we're at daylight. So 15 hours. So you're 15 hours ahead. So 7 o'clock in the morning will be kind of nice. It'll be like 10 o'clock. Uh, 7 o'clock at night will be 10 o'clock in the morning for you. So you'll be much happier about this. So tell your wife we owe you one. Okay? <laughs> I'll be definitely signing up for the Jill on Money. It was the one question I had in my mind that I didn't ask. <laughs> was, was What oh, time I are like you guys that. doing those those uh, webinars? 7, 7 p.m. You're going to be nice. And you're going to be in great shape. I'm going to be exhausted. So check that out. And everybody, don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple. It really does help us do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 